Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello guys, it's Becky, the Haas Lady, H-O-S-S, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. It's been 25 weeks since I started this podcast, and 25 episodes, here we are. I have turned my passion project of helping people organize their lives and their homes into a reality by simply just starting. It has been an amazing ride, so I just want to thank you for being here to listen today, mainly because if you're listening, that means that there's a part of you somewhere deep down inside who is wanting to get their life organized, their home decluttered, just have less stress. So thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time to listen and taking time to take care of yourself. So the month of April, I am focusing on the things about decluttering and organizing all that revolves around money, how we can make money, how we can save money, how we can think about the money. So last week we talked about yard sales and I feel like a lot of people hate yard sales doing yard sales, it's a lot of work, yada, yada, yada. But if you really think about it, it's exciting because you put your stuff out in the front yard and people pay you to take it away. It's a a win-win, in my opinion. So there's a lot of good things about yard sales. And I also ended last week's episode talking about going to buy stuff at yard sales. (laughs) So this, this week, I want to dive a little deeper into that and talk about this phenomenon known as retail therapy. Does it work? Is it worth it? Is it a benefit or is it a disaster? All right, so retail therapy. If you've been living under a rock and don't know what this is, it's basically a concept where you are depressed and sad and you go out shopping and all of a sudden you're happy. It like changes your mood. So me as a home organization professional and a declutterer, I was doubting whether or not I should even talk about this because to me, it seems counterproductive to have retail therapy as a good thing. So I got to researching it, and I was so surprised that more professionals, more health professionals than not, said that retail therapy actually does have some pretty good benefits, as long as it's done moderately and can be controlled. But a lot of psychologists were all for it, like absolutely. And they were basically focusing on individuals who are depressed, who have a hard time leaving the house, who don't really have a lot of social activities to go to or to participate in, Um, or perhaps if someone has had a really hard time in life and 
um, or recently had had a really hard time recently and just needs a quick shift in mood. So what happens is to get out of your funk, basically, you go shopping, you find something that you just absolutely love and you buy it and your brain lights up and the dopamine is flowing and you're like, all right, I'm better. All done. It's all good now. (laughs) So while health professionals can say this is a good benefit to help someone who is in a funk to get out of their funk by getting out of the house, going, doing some shopping, then, I mean, that's great. The thing I want to focus on is the fact that we do not have to do retail therapy to get out of our funk, especially if we are someone who struggles with clutter. It's kind of like saying, if you're sad, it's okay to go eat that whole cake because we know you're trying to lose weight, but also cake does make you kind of forget about life for a few minutes. It's that same kind of like, no, no, we're not going to tell someone with a cluttering problem to go out and buy a bunch of nonsense. It's not helpful. Now, there there are a lot of alternatives here. And if the point that the psychologists and the health professionals are trying to make that someone who goes and does retail therapy is because they're getting out of the house, they get that dopamine of buying something and being excited about it, and there's a lot of social aspect to it. Maybe they w- went out with friends. Maybe there was a lot of chitter and chatter and conversation and fun times and laughter. So if that's true, then what else could we do instead of shopping? Or maybe we could do shopping, but just not do anything that's going to deter us from decluttering our house, right? So alternatives to this, you could get out of the house. You could take a walk. Maybe put on an audiobook, put on your earphones. Maybe you could get your dopamine hit from something else like exercise or watching a comedy show or cleaning out a closet, purging a cabinet or a pantry. (laughs) Maybe join a book club if it's the social aspect that you're missing. Join a book club. Find a social group on this, you know, on internet and perhaps invite an old friend over for coffee or something. Did I ever tell you guys? I'm sure I haven't because I don't talk about it very often. But first of all, yesterday was a year that my mom passed away. I don't think I've ever shared that when she had her incident, that's what we call it because we really don't know what happened. But when she had her incident, she was driving and she was actually on her way to have lunch with all her old high school friends that have been in touch for 50-something years. Like, they have been a very tight-knit group. And because of COVID and quarantine and isolation and all of that, they hadn't been getting together. So she was finally out of quarantine, finally out of isolation. They were starting to lift some of the mask mandates and some of the bans on whatever. So mom decided to go to lunch with her friends, but she never made it. So I guess my point is if there's somebody that you've thought about recently and you thought, maybe I should give them a call. Maybe I should, you know, send them an email. Maybe we should go 
maybe I should invite them over for dinner or coffee or something. Go ahead and do that <laughs> because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring, guys. Um, it's not something that you can predict. So what are you waiting for? The right time, the right moment. Do not wait. All right, back to the topic. Sorry, that went off rails a bit. So yeah, the retail therapy does have its benefits, I suppose. It does give you that dopamine hit. It does give you that excitement and that, oh my God, that's such a cute thing and yada, yada, yada. So I want to share this concept with you that I've actually um, learned from a couple of different life coaches. One of them, Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School teaches what she calls the model. And um, Corinne Crabtree of the No BS Weight Loss Program teaches the think, feel, do cycle. And both of these basically go the same way. Our thoughts create a feeling which drive us to do an action. So when you're out shopping and you see something, the item itself does not bring you joy. Your thought about the item brings you joy. And this is how we know this is true, okay? I see this dress, this yellow dress with bright green flowers and some rhinestones and some tassels, and it's very flowy and exotic. <laughs> and I think, um, no, that's hideous. And that thought leads me to the action of not buying it. I'm not going to buy that dress. Now, someone else walking through that same department store looks at that same dress and they're like, that is exactly what I've been looking for. I freaking love it. And that thought gives them the feeling of excitement and woohoo. And so they buy it, right? So my thought of, oh my God, that's hideous. That gave me the feeling of repulsion. And so I decided not to buy it. See how that works? So yeah, the item itself does not bring you joy. It's your thought about the item. The thought is what gives you a feeling. So if your thought is, oh, that's a cute outfit, your feeling is happy. And you're going to get that dopamine hit. If your thought is oh, wow, that's an amazing deal. That's half off. That is 50% off the price. That's going to give you a feeling of excitement and thrill. It's just like we talked about in the holiday episode when I talked about gift giving. When you're buying something for someone else, it's your thoughts about that item. It's what you think someone else is going to think about that item. Because you literally have no way of knowing what their thought is unless they verbalize it. And even then, you don't even know if they're telling the truth because what if they're only saying what they want you to hear or what they think you want to hear? So I can go really deep into this and I won't for now, but just know that it's not the thing that brings us joy. It's the thought about the thing. So if we know that it's our thoughts that give us an emotion um, or if if we're looking for a specific emotion 
if we're looking to get out of a funk. If we're in a funk, we want to change that emotion to excitement or happy or tranquil or fun. Then we can find different ways other than retail shopping to get that. Now, again, last week we talked about the yard sales and how I love going to yard sales. For me, it wasn't about necessarily. It wasn't about finding hidden treasures. I mean, it is in a way because I love that kind of thing. But more than anything, it was spending time with my girls or my sister or my mom. Driving around, talking in the car, looking through people's stuff, drinking our coffee. All of that is what I really enjoyed. Whether or not I bought anything was completely irrelevant. My point is that retail therapy does have its benefits, but do not replace that with actual things that do actually bring joy. People, experiences, memories, and shopping is actually considered an addiction to some people. And if that's you, I'm not a therapist, but I would strongly recommend you talk to somebody about it. Some people cannot face their feelings, their true emotions, their thoughts, because they think it's too hard or they think it's going to bring them down. So they don't want to face their problems. They mask it by going shopping. And that's an issue. And that's why a lot of people get in the mess they're in, literally. People who are hoarders, a lot of time it stems from a shopping addiction. So I don't say that the retail therapy and the psychologists and health professionals are wrong. What I'm saying is, if you're looking for that dopamine hit, if you're looking for that excitement and that good deal, really challenge yourself. What is something else that could be true? What is something else that you could be doing to get you that same results? Are you buying things for yourself to use one day when your life starts? Are you buying things that you think other people would like, but you end up keeping them? Are you buying things just because it was half price? All of those things are what's giving us that dopamine hit. It's that thought inside of that action of buying it because we think we're doing something nice for someone else. We think we are setting ourselves up for a better future. We think we're never going to get this price again, that it's a once in a lifetime thing. We have to buy the deal because it will never happen again. Obviously, that's not true because... How many times have you gotten a good deal on something? It did happen again. The first time it happened was not the last time. You've gotten a deal for something else many other times. So don't let that fool you. Don't let that fool you. Retail therapy, to me, is not where we want to go if we're trying to declutter our house. It's not where we want to go if we're trying to mask our feelings and deal with other issues. Now, as far as that goes, if you do need help addressing some of these things, 
for sure, reach out. If we're not going to do retail therapy, why don't we do white space therapy? So back in March, we did a challenge in our Facebook group where we cleared off a space every night and we kept it cleared. Anytime we passed by it, it needed to be cleared off. So white space, if you don't really understand, it's if you're writing a document or you're creating um, advertising or you're doing a website or anything like that, white space is that chunk of space that has nothing in it. It doesn't have an image. It doesn't have words. It doesn't have any kind of filler. It's just blank. So the white space challenge was to help us get rid of the things that didn't belong, the things we were just using to fill up that space for no reason, and get in the habit of keeping that space clean and decluttered. So what if you did a white space therapy? What if instead of going shopping and buying things you don't need and things that are just going to clutter up your house, what if you do white space therapy by clearing out your closet, cleaning out some drawers, just clearing off the spaces in your house that you can see? It's the same kind of dopamine hit when you're done. Because you're going to be like, oh, it feels good. It feels good to have all of this out of here. And that's what we're reaching for. We don't need a dopamine hit of buying something. What we can get our dopamine hit from is getting things completely cleaned out and having a space that we're proud of and that doesn't stress us out. Your call to action this week. If you have not joined my Facebook group, The 52 Weeks to a Clutter-Free Life, please go to my website, thehosslady.com. And there is a tab at the top that says 52 weeks. Click on that and just ask to be invited to the group. I promise we do some great things in there. In April this month, we are doing a move out ready challenge. We are trying to get one room in our house completely ready to move out. Now, the point is that if you cannot actually pack up your house or pack up your room in like less than an hour, You've got too much stuff. So we are trying to really, really focus in on one room of our house and really, really narrow it down to all tiny spaces. Week one, we did all of our visible surfaces. This, we are focusing on our drawers and the smaller spaces. Next week, we're going to be doing the closets under the bed, the hidden areas. The last week, we're going to do something really exciting. We're going to do an inventory of all our stuff. And I'll talk about that on the podcast episode two weeks from now. But for now, if you're not in the group, this is your call to action. Join the group. It is amazing. We're doing some really great things. People in there are extremely inspirational. They inspire me daily. So I highly encourage you join. All right, guys, that is all I have for today. If you are ready to become a clutter-free person and you want to be a participant in our group, again, thehosslady.com, the 52 weeks tab. Also, leave a review on iTunes for my podcast. The more reviews I get, the better it's going to help me guys. And that's, that's what I really want is to get my message out there to as many people as possible. So have an amazing day. And remember, we don't put it down. We put it away. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, 
visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.